0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the channel. As you all know, we are rounding out the year 2023. So with that, myself and Reg are going to be doing our top 10 AEW 2023 matches. And Reg, let me tell you, this was a lot harder than it actually looks. What was your process of putting your list together?
1: You know, Denise, I wanted to make this process a little easier on myself. And Uh, to make it a little bit more personal I only included matches of AEW shows that I attended live so that's a better way to remember I attended close to 15 shows Denise I was went a little wild this year so I just went through all the shows that I went through and kind of went through a little bit of the process that you did it's like the matches that I really remember the ones that really hit are the ones that I included
0: yeah, I sat here and I was like, Oh my god, there was so much good stuff on all of these shows, right? Like dynamite collision, of course, the pay per views. So the way that I thought about it was okay, if I remember the match, then that clearly means I remember how I felt about it. So what I did is I went through all the pay per views. And I was like, Okay, I love this match. I love that match. I love that match. And then there were some other matches. Where I was like, Okay, I'm pretty sure this happened on dynamite this year. So I went back to go look for certain matches. And I'm like, yes, that was this year. This <laughs> is the match I'm putting. And then I made sure to grab a collision one too so it was just like uh, trying to remember everything that happened in the 2023 year because when you really think of the body of work that we saw in AEW for pro wrestling it's kind of nuts
1: it's high denise like honestly even the matches of the shows that i was on i had a difficult time picking from that there's such a high level of wrestling going on and i was really looking at the list before we came on And the thing that was most interesting for me i have like five dynamite matches like not even pay-per-view matches like This is how high level that AEW is consistently on on a weekly basis.
0: Oh man, I'm excited because I feel you're going to remind me of some that I probably forgot about it. And I'm going to be like, damn, I should have put that match on my list. (laughs) But I feel pretty okay about my list right now. Um, So I'm very excited. So the way that we're going to do this is we're going to run it down from 10 to number one. Of course, state our match and give a reason as to why it's on this list. All right, so let's go, Reg, number
1: Ted. Yes. I made sure so people can't come after me to make it personally my list. If it's different than yours, of course it should be. This is how wrestling works here. My first match happened this year. Of course, I'm, I don't know why I said this year. That's funny. Happened at the Cow Palace earlier this year. Face of the Revolution ladder match. Ortiz, Eddie Kingston, the big homie powerhouse, Kanose Takeshita, Commander, And the homie Sammy Guevara, Denise, I went back and watched some of the clips, and everybody was going insane. You know me, Powerhouse Hobbs, I have a personal connection. That's my big homie. So that night felt really big, and everybody started doing all this wild stuff. They have these crazy ladder spots. Takeshita hits Commander with a giant blue thunder bomb off the top of a ladder into the ring. They're destroying each other. The big homie Powerhouse Hobbs ends up winning the big Sonic ring, though making a huge moment wonky ladder there was a bunch of controversy after that about referees holding ladders but I thought the big homies moment was great and he capitalized off it so yeah that's why it was my number 10 I think all the elements there spot food there's car crashes all the stuff that I love Denise
0: See, man, I'm already thinking about it. I'm like, shit, that one should have been on my list too. My number 10, I'm starting things off. So this one was back in February 1st of 2023. And it was Samoa Joe versus Darby Allin in a no holds barred match for the TNT title in which we saw the title change hands from Darby to Samoa Joe. So here's the thing. Both of these guys worked together at the tail end of 2022. And so this was so early on in this year where I was like, damn, was it early this year? Was it the end of last year? So I went back to go check and they had a match at the end of the year before, but then also for this year too. And I loved both of those matches. And I remember like this one, like just watching Samoa Joe and Darby Allen work. It is like eating potato chips. And this is how I'm going to explain this reg. I love potato chips and I could okay. just freaking go, go, go. Right. I don't care. Like I, I know it's bad for me, but I'll go, go, go. Yeah. That to me was Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen? watching the matches that they put on with like Darby taking all of these sick bumps and Samoa Joe just having the best time of his life looking like he's killing Darby it's addicting and you just want to keep watching it over and over like this match could have gone an hour and I would have been like let's go let's keep (laughs) it going that's what I mean and so the work that Samoa Joe and Darby Allen have done in all of their matches this match in particular uh, I have to put on the list for sure.
1: I love that analogy, the potato chips thing, because it is like that. All of Darby Allen's matches are kind of like that, Denise. It's like, man, he is getting destroyed. He is dead almost. I wonder, <laughs> worry about his body, but like, I can't stop watching him. Throw him downstairs again. Throw him off the ladder. Do all this crazy <laughs> stuff every time.
0: Exactly. All right. So let's go to number nine.
1: My number nine was uh, another fun one. It happened at Dynamite here in Stockton. Shout out to AEW Uh Feeding us California AEW fans so well this year. That's why I got to go to so many events, Denise. They were just like, we are the West Coast promotion that I thought Reg was always going to be, finally. Thank you. So yeah, Dynamite and Stockton, it was a brothers match. Nick Jackson took on Ray Phoenix. Anytime these two get into the ring together, Denise, it's magic. They are the, the, the flying of the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, the flying halves. And this was just one of those Lucha contests that you'd love to see. Nick Jackson came up in California, so he's going to, of course, be well-versed in Lucha. And Ray Phoenix is so dynamic anytime that he's in the ring. These two got together. They went 100 miles per hour. Denise, my favorite thing in the world, throwing everything they can at each other. Just like a perfect display. It was the first match of the show. Got the fans hot, hot, hot. Just a great match. I love seeing uh, the Young Bucks we need to have a long form conversation about the young bucks in 2023, but any moments that I got to see them this year, it was great. And this was one of those matches.
0: Anytime I feel like we have the young bucks and the Lucha bros in any sort of capacity, singles match, tag team match, whatever kind of match that they're doing, you know, you're going to see top tier stuff. And some of the style, like the style that people are drawn to specifically for uh, AEW, because they do, you know, they do let the young bucks be the young bucks. And when they mix it in with the Lucha bros, you know, you're going to get some good stuff in
1: california too
0: exactly exactly Mm -hmm. all right so my number nine and it's so crazy that this one's like as slow as it is on the list but um it was still really good so don't take away from the fact that it's number nine but it is forbidden doors brian danielson versus kazuchika okada Mm. so um, this one here was you know this dream match that everybody was waiting to see and the reason why like for me i really like kind of connected with this match was the fact that that day, I had been sitting in the media section, and then I got moved to like the front section. Mm -hmm. So I got to watch this match up close. And the entire time I was thinking, how the hell did I get here? Like, (laughs) I'm here watching this match in the third row. And it changed everything for me like it's you know, when you're in the 100 section, great view right yeah. but damn it really is something else to be like front row and center getting to see these matches because yeah. you see the the brutality and the gruesomeness of the things that they do up close and so for this reason like this match kind of hit a little bit harder for me being in that seat and watching it that way
1: yeah 100% denise that's something like i like to describe to people cuz some people have legit only ever watched wrestling on tv which is fine like i understand but like Some wrestlers, some wrestling you have to see live. I describe Timothy Thatcher like that, as like if you see him up close and personal, you really understand. Brian Danielson's the definition of that. We all know Brian; He's the greatest wrestler of our generation. He has classics. I'm about to talk about him for the rest of this podcast, pretty much. (laughs) Um, But when you see him up close, that close, you're like, wow, this guy is crazy. And Okada's aura and his presence just feels like, wow, I can't believe I'm, like you said, I can't believe I'm here. What am I doing here?
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And like, I think that when you mentioned those people that are just extraordinary to watch in person, you mentioned Brian Danielson being one of them. Kenny Omega is another one of them. I'm just like, there are certain people that they just hit freaking hard, man. And you're just watching it going, what the hell? What the hell? It's insane. All right. So number eight, what you got?
1: Number eight, we're still on to these last, my previous number nine guys. This one happened at Dynamite in the LA Forum. Kia Forum, so hot, super hot earlier this year. It was match seven Elite versus Death Triangle ladder match
0: denise Ned, i forgot how could you forget year. <laughs> in my mind it was last year no it was
1: january very early in january now denise, i feel like so i, I have to make
0: a change in my list
1: <laughs> early in january legit like the first couple days so I, I i understand denise but yeah death triangle versus the elite six man ladder match the try the aw trios championships are hanging high above the arena um They've had this tremendous series of matches up to this point, Denise, six crazy matches, all different stuff. You get to the seventh match and you're like, how do you even top all this crazy stuff you guys get? Put a ladder in there and let everybody go crazy. Ray Phoenix in this match is not on the ground for any seconds. Every time you look around, he's flying in the air, he's jumping on somebody, he's doing something crazy. Penta's Penta, just 100% in his element, said omero everything, kicking people, just having the time of his life. Pack is, oh my God. I was watching this match again, sad that we don't get to consistently see Pack in a ring because he is so good. Like he, AEW has so many great rest, like legit, like some of the best of the world, who many consider the best in the world, Kenny Omega, Brian Dane, so now Will Ospreay. But Pack is legit up there in that same list if it's time to go so them against kenny omega and the young bucks everybody is on point in their prime nobody's hurt they're doing some of the wildest things i've ever seen denise it hurts to watch this match they're slamming each other on ladders they're jumping off stuff kenny hits an insane one-winged angel onto phoenix off of a ladder into the ring just an amazing showcase that the elite ended up winning denise you were there you remember the vibes you remember how wild we were going there live had to include that match
0: apparently i didn't remember that it was this year though <laughs> damn i'm so <laughs> upset i feel like i gotta start all over and redo this because that match deserves to be on the top 10 so uh i put it in my honors list yes. just because i thought it was last year i'm mm-hmm. telling you it's just like blur it's so crazy when you're like wait did this is happen- this year That's oh my match. god but that was a really phenomenal match and getting to be there for that and right now when you recapped it it really brought it all back to me where this is how we started the the new year and i was just yeah. talking about it i'm like every time you get the lucha brothers and the young bucks you know you're going to get some sort of magic and that whole entire series the best of seven series was literally probably like one of the best I'm going to say it was one of the best gifts AEW has ever given us because that was some good shit. And each and every single match from that best of seven series was totally different. And I think that, and you're like, how can they even think of something different? Like at this point, when you've wrestled each other so much, like you feel like they would do the exact same thing. No, they switched it up, man. That was good stuff amazing all right so my number eight is going to go to a match that happened at double or nothing in Deadass las vegas but this was <laughs> one of the matches that brought the crowd to life and that was mjf defending his title against sammy guevara darby allen jungle boy jack perry uh in a four-way match for the aew world championship so i remember kind of being like all right yeah the storytelling's kind of cool for this match then i wasn't too in love with certain aspects of the story so they kind of lost me sort of the tail end leading into double or nothing but my god all of these guys absolutely delivered in this actual matchup and I was mentioning the crowd and we have talked about this numerous time how Las Vegas was just not like they weren't really like going crazy over some of the stuff that you were seeing on the show maybe it was a show maybe it was a crowd maybe it was both you would decide for yourself. But this one here was definitely one that the crowd did not sleep on and people were reacting. And when we always talk about like the four pillars and people that are coming up in AEW, I think that these guys really showed that they can go especially in a main event type of matchup and mjf it's so funny how no matter how many main events he has no matter how many great matches he has it's always this like oh shit mjf had a really awesome match and that's always the reaction from people and i feel like you always forget that he can go and so and these ones here with this one was really fun and i feel like those guys deserved a shout out for the match that they had that day
1: yeah, this is one that um, I'm glad that you included on the list, Denise, because this was legit one of the most important AEW matches of the year. This was, they built the four, the pillars, you know, they built this up so well. There was elements, like you said, of the buildup where we were like, ah, maybe it's too much. You know how MJF gets, he gets a little too extra. But when they got to the match, it executed so well again, we were in the crowd and we were like, I don't know about this crowd. It might not be it, but that match got everybody to where they needed to be.
0: Exactly. All right. So let's go to lucky number seven,
1: lucky number seven. They're going to be like, is this an all young bucks list? You guys, I'm sorry. This is just how (laughs) things happen. This is just what this year was like. And this was just California. This match happened in AEW dynamite fresno california oh randomly they're gonna be like what are even these names that you're saying this is just how it happens aw dynamite california the young bucks took on top flight denise this was there was a lot of elements kind of to this match jay briscoe had just died the day before so we were all kind of somber in that mood um just consistently thinking about that. And so they have this brother versus brother match, a tag team match where they're uh, paying tribute, unfortunately to Jay Briscoe a day after he passes away. And these guys just have the match that you would expect all the elements Uh, top flight. Anytime that they're in top form, they just are so dynamic. The young bucks were the young bucks, just being the veterans guiding the, the top flight through this match, having an amazing one. Gave Top Flight the victory, I think, on that day and how everybody felt. It was just such a big match.
0: I agree. I remember that. And it was one of those things where you're like, the whole time, you're just thinking, like, man, brothers. Like, that was the kind of yeah. like the theme of it all. It was like, you're your brother. And mm-hmm. it, it was a very good match. And I think that Top Flight... you know it's unfortunate due to you know the injuries that they've sustained and you know things that have happened for top flight right but anytime that they're in the ring they freaking deliver man and obviously now they're back together again they're doing their thing and they're delivering once again so I'm really excited for top flight and what their coming years are going to look like in AEW but that's a really good shout out Um, my number seven actually also includes the Young Bucks Yes, (laughs) and this is also um, Double or Nothing and this is the Anarchy in the arena match. And it was uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta defeating the elite Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson and hangman Adam Page. And when we were talking about like waking the crowd up, the anarchy in the arena is one of the coolest matches that you could ever experience live and this one was exactly the way that i wanted it to go down because i remember when they first did the first anarchy in the arena and being there the whole entire time i had this like little kid in disneyland type of feel and so they recaptured that uh for double or nothing it was violence they had big spots it was just so much freaking fun to watch and it really is this like rock and roll pro wrestling experience that you get so for that reason this one had to make the list
1: That's a great point that you made there, Denise. This match, if you experience it live, like AEW is about like pro wrestling, like people in the ring doing what you love, no shenanigans going for it. But this match is really like a party. Like you don't get many of these throughout the year, We're in the crowd having the best time. The music's blaring. They're having this crazy match. There's wrestlers over here. There's wrestlers over there. There's wrestlers in the ring. There's tables. There's fire. There's bar bar. There's all this stuff. It's just so fun to experience live. Such an important match again for, I think like the year of AEW, because you don't get many like that.
0: I agree, man. Such a good time. It's really a party. All righty, Let's go ahead and move on to number six.
1: Uh, number six was, I think, I, th- yeah, this was another match from a show that I featured already, Dynamite in LA earlier this year. Brian Danielson took on Kanosuke Takeshita. It's going to be very difficult for me to say his first name. That's how it always is. But Takeshita <laughs> took on Brian Danielson. Um, There was earlier this year where Brian was going to challenge MJF. Uh, in an Ironman match. So Brian started taking on all these matches in the buildup to that match. He faced off against Bandito in a really great match. But this match right here, Takeshita's year was so amazing. It's crazy that they're they, the way that they're ending it. I'm like, what's going on here? Where is he? But He's had so if you go down his resume of matches, there's so many bangers. This one started out crazy. Brian Danielson started going on this run of being Brian Danielson and taking these young wrestlers to these amazing matches. And this was just a Brian Daniels specialty. Brian Danielson specialty, uh, all the elements Brian Danielson showing his heart. There's blood. Uh Takeshida is just like a young lion ready to fire off at every moment, giving Brian Danielson everything that he can. Uh, but couldn't beat brian danielson in the end because brian danielson was on his way this was a great great match like there's going to be so many matches denise that we forget about and like there's some hidden gems that you should go back and watch and i feel like this is one of them
0: god this is why i can't wait for AEW to put their entire library yes. on a freaking platform so that i can go back and be like yeah let me rewatch this you mm-hmm. know like give me the good stuff and um so you bring up a great point by the way and i think that Kanushka Takeshita did have a really good year. And I don't know why, but I have a feeling when you look back at some of the people that did have a great year, he's going to be a forgotten name. And I think the reason is because the last couple of months, they didn't really follow up on that. Like this guy beat Kenny Omega. Where is the follow up (laughs) to that?
1: There should be a big part. We should still be celebrating that. You beat Kenny Omega in two matches back to back. We should be talking about this every single week.
0: Exactly. And we're not. And so that is one of those things where I'm like, you know what? Kenoshi Takeshita did really have a good year because this was the year that he went into the main event scene, had these big time matches, got this whole new look, was partnered with Don Callis, did so much big time stuff. And we're probably going to forget about that unless, you know, unless someone brings it up, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So my number six is going to go to a match that I absolutely loved that to this day, I still think had the wrong outcome. And this was at all out the main event John Moxley defeating Orange Cassidy for the mm. AEW International Championship. So I remember like this match was freaking great, man. Orange Cassidy always manages to have some sort of, you know, top match each and every single year. And this one to me was the one for this year. And um, I just loved this matchup that they had it all out. Uh, I didn't think that their uh, second match was as good as this one. Right. And, um, but I was thinking like the entire time, like what a moment it would have been had Orange Cassidy defeated yeah. John Moxley. I think that was the right time and place to do it. Unfortunately, in hindsight, you know, John Moxley gets injured and that, you know, shit happens right that's no no one can predict stuff like that but in still in that moment i did think orange cassidy should have gotten the win because it felt like it like and you felt that the crowd kind of wanted to see it too and so eventually we did get it awesome but this match was incredible and it's crazy because when i was thinking about um my matches list i have nothing from all in on this Mm -hmm. card on my top 10 which is kind of nuts to think because that was not a bad show but all out was literally, uh, I think just a, a show that was just way better than All In when it yeah. came to the wrestling side of things. Of course, it didn't have the the grandeur of, you know, what All In had, but All Out really carried through. And when you think like, if I would have told you like, hey, which match do you think is going to be better without watching it? Is it going to be Adam Cole, MJF or John Moxley, Orange Cassidy? Chances are a lot of people would have said Adam Cole, MJF. But this match Being a main event immediately right after completely wiped that main event out of the water in my opinion
1: yeah those the two contrasts of those shows is so glaring because yeah the all-in show was such a spectacle wrestlemania type big deal there's fireworks and all this stuff and all out they just got back to being aew and doing what they do they do and i thought that having this main event after that was so important because these are like two of the mvps of the whole year and for them to get to like Cap off one of the biggest shows of the year is very important.
0: Yes. Oh my god! I just thought about something. All in was the sports entertainment show. The All Out show was the wrestling show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Literally,
1: yeah. get
0: yourself a girl that can do both. <laughs> That's AEW. <laughs> they were like, we can do both.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, they should sometimes.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and keep it going. We are moving on to our number five. We're halfway there.
1: What's yours, Reg? My number five. We're staying at All Out, and we're staying at Takeshita. Took on this match. Exactly what we talked about here, Takeshita and Kenny Omega, and uh, we've been waiting for this match epic brawl that they had here. Kenny Omega, um, shout out to Kenny Omega. Hope that he recovers well. Uh, I was saying after he put out that tweet about being out with the diverticulitis that he was injured or out for a lot of the year, but is still in contention for wrestler of the year, just because the matches that he did do were so high up there. This Takeshita match was one of those matches. We've been waiting for a while. They've been building up. Don Callis switched over to Takeshita, screwing over Kenny Omega. So the build up I thought was great, and they executed how they should. This is one of those big, epic Kenny Omega, Japanese, New Japan-style matches where... He feels like that prime Kenny Omega. The Kenny Omega I expect to watch when I watch AEW was on display here. And Takeshita came, oh, my God, 100% with coming to battle, coming into AEW pretty much saying, I want to have a match with Kenny Omega, and then coming and doing this match. Super uh, Death Valley or Blue Thunder Bomb off the top rope. Just amazing contest. And for him to get the win in such a big show, Denise, I thought was great us live we got to experience it and we went crazy the whole time really great match
0: hell yeah and we kind of touched a lot on kanushka takashita but uh, i'm so glad that that would made your list Mm -hmm. so number five for me is one that i wanted to make sure i did not forget about because i still remember watching this match and i still remember like exactly how i felt in the moment uh doing the post show immediately after and that is from aew collision ftr versus Jay white and juice robinson in a two out of three falls tag team match that ended up going the full uh the full time Mm -hmm. um that one you know it is so hard reg to go out there and do like a one hour match because You could easily lose the crowd. You could easily lose the people's interest, right? I will tell you, like when I started watching this match, every like minute that would go by I would get closer and closer Mm -hmm. and closer to the screen because they were pulling me in and drawing me in into the story that they were telling and even though it was what like an hour long it didn't feel like that it felt like it was a half hour match and I still remember like afterwards talking about this match on the post show and then talking about it for like 30 40 minutes (laughs) what can you possibly say about this match right that would last 30 40 minutes but I remember that that's how good the match was and I feel like that was honestly one of the very best for FTR like this year specifically and um I don't feel like FTR had like as big of a year as they probably did in 2022 Uh, I think 22 was probably a bigger year for FTR but this one when you think of like What like for them specifically, this was definitely up there. And I feel like this is by far the best match that we've seen Jay White in, in AEW since he's came in and same for Juice Robinson as well. I think that they really just came together and created some really good tag team magic. So for that reason, I think this match deserves to be shouted out, man.
1: You know, and uh, throughout history, Denise, uh, I've been like a message board person, kind of an online uh, person. And I didn't watch this match live. And so anytime you hear about like an hour match and there's kind of these expectations going in, you're like, I hope this match doesn't drag when I really get to it. Because an hour is a long time. When you're watching it live, you don't know that it's about to be an hour. So there's a different way to kind of engage you. But knowing going in that you're about to be watching wrestling for an hour, one match for an hour, it changes the things. But this, there was not one second where I was like, oh man, this is going long. This is an hour match. This felt like an epic, epic, epic tag match, one that FTR is known for. And for Juice and Jay, I thought it was so important coming in because there was all these talk and stuff around Jay White around that time of like, what's going on? Did he make the right move? Blah, blah, blah. And for him to do this match in a tag match to show, I could do it in a tag match. And then I'm going to go do it in a singles match I thought it was super great
0: exactly so and, and it's funny too because when you mentioned like oh I didn't watch this match live when you go in knowing that it's already an hour it will kind of make you like want to lo- like maybe lose a little bit of interest right yes. but th- they did such a good story that I'm sure like it kept your interest like the entire time
1: mm-hmm. exactly yeah you, it's kind of you go in like uh maybe I don't have to pay attention I'll just wait until it gets hot yes. towards the second half but no this wasn't like that the whole time they're going at it
0: exactly exactly all right so let's go ahead and get to it number four
1: number four we are staying at all outs three all outs in a row this one i thought was super important for me and my big homie the big homie powerhouse hops took on miro in what has been deemed the meat match denise you know we were there that crowd this match could have been anything in the world but that crowd made it Extra, extra, extraordinary. It was just like being in there. It's my, one of my really good friends having a, you know, getting a moment. Miro's a huge fan favorite, even though he's a heel, but people, you know, love and want to see him. And for the crowd to be able to get these chants off, we're having an amazing time. And uh, beyond that, the match is really awesome. The ending with Lana or CJ was kind of, we're doing it. But I thought for, uh you know, for the most part, This was such a great showcase for both wrestlers, a big moment for my big homie. So I had to include that. The meat match, Denise, like that's going to be, if we don't remember a lot from this year, they're going to remember, oh, that was the match that they chanted that that's inspired other matches to do the same.
0: Yeah, so I'm so happy that you mentioned this match because this one made my honors list. Like this one was almost going to be in my top 10. I would Mm -hmm. say like top 15 of the year, honestly, because it's right. The second you started saying, like, you didn't even mention the match yet. And I'm like, yep, it's the meat match. That's the yep. one. I know exactly, <laughs> exactly. which one he's talking about. Everybody here knows which one you're talking about. And it was one of those things where I think that uh, I really do think that Hobbs in this particular matchup proved that if given more, he can take it and run with it and do yes. even more. Uh, I mean, he's helped get the meat over. He got big black and jacked over. Uh, the guy is getting catchphrases Amara. over. And in pro wrestling, you know, it's not that easy to get Amara. any catchphrase over. Like some people just hit magic with it and they freaking run with a catchphrase. And I feel like the meat thing, the big black and jacked thing, like that within itself were some real cool uh, little catchphrases for Powerhouse Hobbs. But yep. I do think that this match, though, kind of showed that. Even cause like, for example, like we hadn't really seen Miro. I think powerhouse Hobbs had a really good year too, but these are still two guys that weren't utilized as much, right. but they went out there and they kind of stole the crowd in this moment in time. Like I still remember how hot this crowd was during this match. Like it was fun. Like that's yeah. the thing. That's the big takeaway <laughs> from it was that it was fun.
1: Right. You don't get a lot of those matches. Again, it's kind of like harping back to the Anarchy and Arena. There's not a lot of matches that feel like that throughout the year because it's serious a lot of times. And I'm happy about that. You get Brian Danielson, you get Kenny Omega, you get Mox, you get all these very serious wrestlers. But then sometimes we're just having the best time. The wrestlers are having a great match and it's just a good experience
0: yes that's exactly what that was all right so uh my number four speaking of having a good experience i was so irritated with the feedback from some of this from this match um afterwards because i thought that people were just trying to find any little thing to freaking try and ruin how great this match was and i want to give a big time shout out to this match that occurred at forbidden door and it was will osprey versus Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Mm. This match again, I was up there front and center getting to watch this and my god I had never seen neither Will Osprey or Kenny Omega wrestle that closely like I've always been a little bit further. Dude, we need to talk like just the the velocity at which they wrestled this match, the intensity, seeing those V-triggers, those snapdragon suplexes, so freaking close, it was freaking bananas. And so, like, I feel they really freaking brought it to the table when it came to this match. It it felt like such a big-time matchup that there is absolutely no way that this match could not be on my list. Like, this one here, uh, phenomenal. Loved watching it, loved getting to experience it so closely. And I these are my two these are two favorites, man. They're two fan favorites for a freaking reason. You just yeah. can't not love either one of these guys.
1: Yeah, Denise, the only reason that this match isn't on my list is because I wasn't there and I did the uh you know yeah. the live matches show. This match is the who many consider the match of the year only competition is their other match against each other you know what i mean yeah
0: that match would have been if this was a pro wrestling all companies list that match would have also been on this list a
1: million percent just like you're saying denise when you see these two guys at the highest level there is of pro wrestling like there's levels to this if you guys don't know it starts way at the bottom in independent the tiniest independent country wrestling to Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. You know what I mean? Like, and you see these two guys go one-on-one and absolutely destroy each other, try to break each other's necks. um, Just like that one count, Denise, I still dream about that one count (laughs) pick out. Like- and it, it annoys me because I just tweeted somebody just, they do. It's on every match now where people kick out at one for their false finish. And it's annoying because you're not going to get as good as that one was.
0: No, of course not. There's levels to this. There's levels. There's levels. To this. Yes. <laughs> um, but phenomenal match. Loved it. All right. Here we go. Top three.
1: Yes, we are into the good, good stuff. Top three. Mine. Wrestle dream. Seattle, Washington. My first time in Seattle an absolute denise the term dream match we could probably throw it out the window at this time because it's just overused they use it for everything now like that's not a whose dream is that that you're dreaming up you can't say that it's a dream match for me when it's just a dream match for you but an official dream match a real one brian danielson took on zach sabre jr denise we have been waiting for this match for so long they've wrestled before yes we know but in this incarnation it's it, we've been waiting for Brian Danielson, of course, is the godfather of this current generation. There would be no Zack Sabre Jr. if it wasn't for this guy. So Zack Sabre Jr. has been calling out Brian Danielson for the last uh, 100 years at this point. He's won at this match since the beginning. And for them to face off and just have the match that you would expect a technical masterpiece. When you are describing being down there earlier, I was in the media section. I wish I wish that I could experience this match front row to see all the kicks, to see all the locks, to see all the knees, to see everything because these guys just, man, you you, you wait for epic matches like this and when they deliver, it's just so satisfying. <laughs> it's just so satisfying. Number three match of the year, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. It excelled everything that I expect. It was even better.
0: It's funny because I was actually just reading my tweet from that. I even went back to look at some of my tweets because I was like, what did I think about this match? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I tweeted my thoughts out, right? And I was reading my thoughts about that this match. And I remember that the thing that I was thinking was just, it was a beautifully wrestled match. It was the submission masterpiece that you wanted between two guys that know what they're doing because a lot of people, they try to wrestle this style, right? But if you don't know how to do it perfectly, it doesn't look the same. That's why some people are like, oh, that's really not for me because the people that they've seen do it suck at it. But when you see really great people do it, it makes you fall in love with this style of professional wrestling.
1: Oh my God, Denise, this is a match that they're going to show on wrestling schools. Like when they're like, the top of the uh, of technical or whatever you want to describe the style as, this is it right here. Watch this match.
0: Um. Okay. So my number three is also going to a Brian Danielson match, but this one is the match that he had at Revolution against MJF in a four and three sudden death overtime that they did sixty minute Iron Man match for the AEW World Championship. Uh, Reg, this one I remember it was like watching a movie that was the kind of feel that this match gave and earlier I had said that every time MJF has a good match everybody's on the internet going oh yeah that MJF guy he can really wrestle right this was the match that I think solidified MJF as the guy in AEW like to me this was not just oh MJF's good at promos no MJF is good at wrestling and he went toe-to-toe with Brian Danielson in a match that I just thought was incredible to watch. I mean, they had everybody like standing up, going "Oh shit!" All of these different reactions, and so, and even just like afterwards, like I I remember just like everybody talking about it. I doing the scrum and the way that everything went down afterwards. It was, I think, MJF's best match of all time. Like I don't know if there's another match that I would rank above that MJF has had. I think this is his best match ever.
1: Great transition, Denise, because my number two match of the year happens to be Brian Danielson taking on Maxwell Jacob Friedman. (laughs) Revolution (laughs) AEW. Denise, yes, everything that you described. And again, let's go right back to that FTR match. An hour match. This, again, this is there's a difference even between that and this because we knew going in that we were going to see an hour. Coming in, they're like, this is an Ironman match. It's going to be an hour. Expect to see someone wrestle for an hour. And yeah, every time MJF has a match, it's kind of like before we're like, I don't really know about this guy, man. The shenanigans, it's all kind of stuff that kind of cloud it. But anytime he has an epic match, he always execute. And I thought this was the best execution that he's had of the year. Wrestling Brian Danielson for an hour is not easy. As you can see, if you watch the match at the end of the match, MJF is dead. Like he's like, it's not like I'm a I'm wrestling tired. No, this, this guy is guys like, I can't move. Like I'm I could barely walk out of here because Brian Danielson took. of it. If this was a health meter on a video game, MJFs would be empty at the end of the match. Brian Danielson took every piece of anything from him. And I think most importantly, like we're on this last day's last run of Brian Danielson. And to be able to see that man wrestle for an hour, I had to put that on my list. Come on.
0: 1,000%. I'm so glad that this was your number two because I don't think we've had any matching Matches yet on this it. list? Have we? First I think mean, this is the only one. Yeah, this is the only one. I was like, wait a minute. I think this is it. All right. So, my number two is Swerve Strickland, Hangman, Adam Page, Texas death match. <laughs> this match was, you and I were sitting together watching this match. And the whole entire time, we're just like focused in, like, just what the hell are these two I didn't guys? I did not even know. You were there. It, exactly. It was one of those things where it's just this connection between you and the performers in the ring that is how focused you were on the storytelling of this match and everybody in the entire room when they did that blood spot everybody was like the fudge we watching (laughs) what the hell is this like oh my god what are these men gonna do anything is possible and so for that reason not only did this match um you know not only was it highly entertaining i also want to shout out their previous match at wrestle dream because that one almost made this list too, but I decided not to put it because I was going to put this one instead. Mm-hmm. And so, but had I not, I think I would have also put that match in my top 15 list because that one was also really good. It was actually my favorite match of Wrestle Dream. So um, this one here, not only didn't do all of that in terms of the storytelling, but it skyrocketed both... Uh, skyrocketed Swerve Strickland in the sense that he became a star after this match. And for hangman Adam page, it sort of revived this lovable person that you've always enjoyed on a W, but it sort of revived his, uh, I'm not gonna say revived his career. That probably sounds too dramatic, but you get what mm. I'm get, like, getting at. Like it was that reminder of like, dude, this is Adam page. Like this dude can freaking go, man. Uh, like, let's not forget that. And so for that reason, this match is number two,
1: Denise, very funny double transition number one match of the year let's get straight to it swerve strickland hangman page full gear there's no way i could not put this match number one just because of how important the elements on screen off screen like everything surrounding it is just like this match was everything yeah denise We watched it sitting right next to each other. And there was a few moments where we looked at each other like, oh, but for the most part, we were like, whoa, we're just like locked into this amazing contest. There's blood, there's thumbtacks. The point where Denise and I were really disgusted at each other is when he hit hangman with the chair and it caught his thing and denise and i were like all right you guys like let's what's going I on here this is is and i'm like
0: reg i think it got the back of his head it's into <laughs> his hair. like we can we were trying to make out like what part did it get and i'm looking up and i'm like "Are they gonna do a replay what's going on
1: <laughs> yeah we're just like watching this like in amazement in disgust at some point with the blood like there's a cinder block to the back of the head people kind of got hung up on i saw some people upset that brian cage interfered but it's like that's kind of what they set up as, you know, the I didn't even NBA love movies. that spot
0: either, but yeah, the match fine. was so good, I could ignore it. Like, right now, when you said it, I was like, I forgot that he was even in it. <laughs> I chose my I erased that from my memory.
1: Yeah, see, that's fine. I totally understand it. But, I, I mean, for the story, they kind of set it up to make sense. But I do understand. Some people just kind of want it straightforward. But, yeah, all the things that you said, all the things that we experienced, my match of the year, Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Page. And, yeah, because of what – I think of what's – hangman's been into the last couple weeks it's not that we we were sleeping on hangman it's just that like we kind of forgot and he's been reminding us after that match he's had like a revigorated energetic yeah kind of resurgence and he's been like the hangman that we expected him to be so and swerve is oh my god he's so out of here all of his continental classic matches after that have been a different thing like going into it he was kind of like a full-blown heel but now he's like half of the crowd loves him. So I thought that match was just so important and why it's my number one of the year.
0: Exactly. And not only that, there's also another thing to mention was that it was one of the best stories that they had this year in AEW.
1: Point blank. It was Mm -hmm. one of the
0: strongest stories and they didn't even have like that much time. They only did it like a couple minutes every week, but it was the best storytelling because it was adult content, Reg. (laughs) It wasn't (laughs) cheesy.
1: exactly I mean I didn't even really think about the story element but like Swerve ran up in this guy's house and talked to his baby like you know what I mean like they did a lot with the little bit of time that they had and for them to cap it off with that match I thought was like a great execution you guys
0: hell yeah All right. so my number one you're probably wondering what the hell is it if it's not Swerve and Hangman well it is a match that I just how do I explain this there are certain matches that you see in person that the whole time you're just like, oh, like the, you're like high intensity. Like I was out of 10 the entire time watching this match. And I I knew it was my match of the year. From the moment that I saw it, I knew it was my match of the year. And that was at all out Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks. Oh, okay. Surprising yes, one. The strap match, the no DQ strap match. I thought that one was just like so freaking enjoyable in the sense that they were just going at each other, literally just trying to kill the other guy. That's what it was. This this match was them two trying to kill each other. And like even Brian Danielson, when he talked about this match afterwards and he broke down the fourth wall in this and talked about the his limitations that he had in this match, I was like, damn, bro, like you wouldn't have even known you had any sort of limitations. Like we got this match with Brian Danielson with limitations. Yeah. Think about that, <laughs> and like, so that kind of just made me go like. Psh. And this was the match that I also think, in hindsight, when I, 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 the match happened, I thought the right person won, Brian. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, I think they made a mistake and Ricky Stark should have won. I really do think that this match could have been the match that catapulted him into like superstardom. And I really wish that they would have uh, kept that momentum coming out of this match. And they also had like a follow up on collision that I thought was great I didn't include it in this because I knew I was going to put this one at number one already um but it was one that I think that you know unfortunately we never got our CM Punk Ricky Starks match that was a great story one of my favorite feuds in AEW for this year as well but I mean if you're going to replace CM Punk with anybody it's going to be a guy like Brian Danielson and that was a good replacement and the match was just extraordinary I think this one was one that I feel I almost feel like not enough people talk about it and Mm -hmm. they should
1: I think this tells a, a very important and not surprising story on Brian Danielson, Denise. I mean, like, go through the list. You see Brian Danielson on both of ours. Um, he had so many of these kind of performances throughout the year that it's like, man, he's such a gem. They're so lucky to have him. This match was brutal. This match was crazy. This was like, Brian Danielson is a horror movie villain. And Ricky Starks is that last person in the end trying to defeat him. Brian Danielson's trying to kill this person. And Ricky Starks is like, I just want to survive, man. Like, I don't want to die in here. This guy's trying to kill me. Star making performance. And yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think Brian Danielson took a couple of key losses this year, and that one should have been one of them.
0: Right. And I'm looking at my list and I'm thinking, okay, I counted. I have four Brian Danielson matches, mm-hmm. four right. out of the 10. That's not too bad. This Uh, ain't a Bryan Danielson list, you know? That's not bad at all. I have three. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. (laughs) And I feel like uh, we could have easily done like a best of Brian Danielson uh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah,
1: there was some I didn't include that I was at and I was like, all right, I have to save some room for the rest. I'm like, I would have included the anarchy in the arena match too, but it was like, I'm going to save some room for the rest of the people.
0: Exactly. That's how it kind of felt too. So uh, there you go. That was our top 10 AEW matches of 2023. Again, in the comment section, let us know uh, which matches you would have loved to include on your list of course this was tailored to to reg and then tailored to myself everybody's going to be different but let us know which matches you absolutely loved which one was match of the year for you in the comments section below and reg plug your stuff where can people catch you where can people watch you
1: you can catch me every saturday morning on the grapsity podcast with philip Lindsay. Uh, the Fightful main channel. Um, you can catch me every Wednesday with this person right here, Denise Alceda on Speak Now, talking AEW Dynamite every week. Also on Wednesdays, I'm with Mike on Indeed. Thursdays, I'm on the ROH post show with Kate. And some every other Thursday is Ask Grapsity. You can get you a Grapsity hat at grapsody.bitcartel.com and continue to support me at Righteous Regent on your stuff. Y'all know where to look. I'm going to post the links in the description box below so you guys can give Reg
0: some love. As for me, just make sure you guys subscribe to this channel on social media at underscore Denise Salcedo. Y'all know what to do. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks, everyone. Bye.